Welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast through jconline.com and, and SoundCloud. Mike Carmen, uh, beat writer for Purdue Sports. Uh, following uh, the Boilermakers' 75-65 victory over Michigan State at Mackey Arena, uh, Purdue was able to do what they couldn't do at Minnesota and Maryland, and that's close out, uh, close out this game. And, you know, they... They, they closed out games at Ohio State and Michigan State. Uh, and they closed out the Spartans again tonight. You know, kind of the same thing happened uh, at Minnesota and Maryland. Happened again tonight where Purdue had a had a five, six, seven-point lead with two to three minutes to go. And Michigan State kept kept it close. Purdue would make a play. Michigan State make a play. So on and so forth. But, you know, Purdue was, was able to, uh, to force kind of three turnovers on three straight possessions and that created enough separation to, to win the game and of course uh, Mason Gillis hit eight free throws in the final 240 uh, 240 or so 249 uh, to, to push the lead up um, I'm, I'm somewhat surprised that Purdue scored 70 points in this game if you watch the first 10 to 12 13 minutes I'm surprised Michigan State scored 60 points in this game if you watch the first 10 to 12, 13 minutes. Uh, no one was shooting well. Um, the ball just wasn't going in the basket, and Purdue's perimeter shooting continues to struggle. Uh, just 3 of 12 tonight. Uh, that's uh, that's on top of shooting 3 of 24 against Michigan State in the first meeting, and that goes with 2 of 17 in the last game at Minnesota for Purdue. So they are definitely... Struggling from three-point range, but uh, you could tell from the get-go that Purdue was determined and would not stop at any cost of pushing the ball inside to Travion Williams and Zach Eady, and that's what they did all night. I, w- I would love to know the number of passes that went into Eady and Williams in the paint tonight. Not all of them led to assist, obviously. But just the number of passes. When when the guards got the ball, um, they were they immediately looked inside, uh, and, and they and they found a way to get the ball inside, uh, whether it be an extra pass or you know something else. They they were determined to get touches for Williams and Edie uh, inside, and those two combined for for 38 points in 38 minutes. Travion had a monster game with 28 points, um, and it, it, it baffles me in a way that Michigan State and other teams continue to play Purdue one-on-one in the post uh, because you just you can't do that. I mean, I, I, it shows respect for Purdue shooters and their ability, but it doesn't match what Purdue shooters are doing from a production standpoint. You know, they're 2 of 17 against Minnesota from 3. They're 3 of 12 tonight. You know, it's 5 of 29 if my writing in the car math is correct. Um, and, I mean, it does, it, it does show a sign of respect, but it's not, it's not really paid off, I don't think. Now, maybe against Minnesota it did, but Travion... Uh, was having a really good game against Minnesota. He's had some really good games against Minnesota, and, um, but it just it, it it does surprise 
in a way that they would they would go that. I, I mean, it shows a lot of respect for Sasha Stefanovic. It shows a lot of respect for uh, Brandon Newman. Uh, you know, Jaden Ivey's not the shooter that maybe those two guys are, but you know, he had a big three tonight. You know, Purdue had three three pointers, and you know, each of them was, were, were probably pretty big. You know, Eric Hunter had one in the second half that got him off the snide and Jay Ivy's three-pointer uh, midway through the second half, you know, as he had, was as he was having one of his sequences of, you know, blocking shots, dunking, um, making a, a good pass, uh, and doing what he does on the floor during usually a minute stretch, minute or two stretch, where he showcases just how how great he's going to be when he strings these stretches together for longer periods um, and that was a key stretch for Purdue when Ivy did that because it put him up seven and it appeared that they would be on their way but Michigan State came back and then Purdue needed to do all those other things down the stretch the free throws the forcing of the turnovers uh, to, to put this game away um, but you know, Travion was kind of the story with um, the, the, just how, how determined Purdue was going to go inside, and Purdue was going to win this game inside. And you know, Matt Painter said afterward that you know when you go back to the first meeting uh, against Michigan State on January 8th, you know Purdue scored uh, 16 points uh, in the first half. Uh, and they were struggling from three. They were over 12 in that game from three-point range. So just go through the post. Start playing through the post, as Purdue has tried to do most of the year. Just start playing through the post. And in that second half, uh, Travion had 24 points, uh, brought Purdue back from a 17-point deficit, and they won the game when he hit a hit a jumper with about five seconds left. So... It was a pretty simple game plan, I think, for Purdue tonight was just to kind of do the same thing and just wait to see what Michigan State would do. And Michigan State never really changed. They 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 played Travion with single coverage with guys that can't match up with him. Um, and, you know they don't they don't have. They don't have a center that can really match up with Travion. A lot of teams don't, but they they don't have one. And I, I think in the before the first media timeout, Michigan State had had used three different centers. Um, and by the time I think the first ten minutes were over, they had to use four. But they didn't have you know they they just didn't have anybody that could match up with him one on one. That's why you got to bring some help. He's I mean the, the, the other respect factor there is. Travion's passing, which I get it. I do. I, I, you know, I, I, most people do. So I mean, they're respecting the player, but you know, after a while, you just have to get off of it and do something else. Now, you know, to you know, in defense of Michigan State, you know, they were never really out of touch in this game until the very end. Um, you know, Purdue would have a four or five point lead, and then Michigan State would come down hit a three. And they're within one possession again, and it stayed that way. Or Michigan State would take the lead. You know, I think there were like eight lead changes uh, in this game. But it, I, you know, I think late in the first half, you know, Purdue was uh, 
or, or Michigan State, you know, would take take the lead. Purdue would come right back down and answer, and um, and that they went back and forth like that uh, for several possessions. Um, but you know, Michigan, you know, it, it, in some regards, it was it was kind of working for Michigan State because they were they they stayed connected to Purdue. They were never really out of it until you know Purdue got up seven or eight late. Um, but he just it, it wasn't going to work because Travion kept scoring. He just did. He just kept scoring and kept scoring. And then when he was not in there, uh, Zachary kept scoring and scoring. So uh, you know, a little bit um, surprising that. Uh, Michigan State didn't do more inside to maybe slow them down, and especially with the way Purdue um, Purdue is struggling from the perimeter right now, shooting the ball. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make those guys uh, kind of beat me right now, or at least give them. Wow, that's a big old semi that needs a tow, uh, or at least make those guys prove to me that they can they can hit. Now, it just takes one or two to get Sasha Stefanovic going. And he still hasn't hit a three since he came back. And, you know, his minutes are limited, and they are paying close attention to him. And uh, But he'll get going. And just the law, the law of averages and percentages will tell you that he will, he will get going. Um, and once that three-point shooting does return you know that now you have a well-balanced offense that you truly have to pick where what you're going to take away um now we'll see with the rest of the schedule coming up um you know nebraska wouldn't appear to have the bigs to 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 compete with travion on a on a on a 40-minute basis but you know purdue went to nebraska last year and lost you know they've got uh, you know Penn State coming up, which you know they have some bigs. Um, then you've got Wisconsin and Indiana. Then you know you're going to squeeze a second Nebraska game before the uh, start of the Big Ten tournament, uh, which you know, I think that's from based on what I'm hearing that may be something that uh, takes place uh, in early March if they can get it worked out. Uh, so. Uh, that will be interesting to see how that uh, develops. But, you know, this was a big game for Purdue just to prove that they could close out a game. And they've done it at home. You know, they closed out Penn State. They closed out Northwestern. You know, they've closed out other games at home. But they've struggled on the road recently. But, you know, now we're getting to the point of the season where you do want to build some momentum. You do want you do want to build confidence uh, you want to be feeling good going into the Big Ten tournament that a lot of your pieces are, you know, moving upward. And, I, you know, I think you can, you can say that about Purdue in a lot of areas. Only seven turnovers tonight. Um, so that was huge. They didn't allow Michigan State to get out in transition and do what they do best a lot of times and that's run the floor and uh get a lot of uh you know fast break points but they only had three fast break points uh tonight uh, so uh purdue did a lot of things well they didn't rebound the ball well michigan michigan state did 
Uh, and it, there was a period of time there where Michigan State was really capitalizing on um, offensive rebounds and getting second chance points and, uh, and and you know getting three pointers out of it. There was a there was a sequence uh, in the first half where uh, on one possession, I believe. Purdue blocked two shots, and Michigan State took four shots, maybe, on that one possession, and they ended up scoring. I can't remember the last time I've seen a team block two shots on the same possession, and then the team still scores. Uh, That was a bit demoralizing for Purdue, and it really uplifted Michigan State, Uh, but Purdue was able to, to overcome that part of it, so... You know, good win. Michigan State struggling. Uh, they're going to need a miracle to, to to get in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, they, they're going to have to go on a long winning streak, go deep in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, still, that may not be enough. You know, I don't think their their metrics are that strong. Uh, so, uh, but it's still a good win for Purdue because it's you know this is a week. This is an important week for them. They all are, but this is really an important week. Uh, for Purdue because um, you just don't want to lose any more ground uh, in your quest to, you know, finish in the top four uh, in the Big Ten. And that's, you know, I, I still think that's a, a realistic goal for them that, to get a double bye uh, in the Big Ten tournament. In particular that, you know, they hold that tiebreaker over Ohio State that if you can get in a tie with them or other teams, then uh, that's going to give you a little bit of an advantage, and you know you want that double buy. You want to you want to be able to uh, to be in that position. Uh, but if they don't, I still think they'll enter the Big Ten tournament in pretty good shape. And you want to and you want to maintain kind of where you think you are at uh, in the NCAA tournament uh, big picture. Now, no one knows for sure other than the top 16 seeds that were released last weekend. But when you look at you know the bracketologist and some of those places, while they're not what the committee is going to do, you know, Purdue is hovering in the in the five, six, seven seed range, and you don't want to lose any ground in, in that area. You know, you want to try to improve it if you can, but you just don't want to lose in, lose your position right now. Uh, and so, uh, you know, this, this was a big win for that regard, and, you know, Saturday is a must win because you just don't want a bad loss right now. Uh, and losing to Nebraska would be a bad loss. There's just no other way around it. Uh, and you got a chance to, uh, you know, play them twice, beat them twice, uh, along with you know the Penn State game and then uh, Wisconsin and Indiana, where you can hit the Big Ten tournament on a bit of a roll. Um, and I, you know, he's. Yeah, you you know you always want the Minnesota game back, the Maryland game back, but you also have to factor in that hey, you know it took a took a little bit of luck to win Michigan State, took a little bit of luck to win Ohio State. At the end, that it all evens out. Uh, your record says who you are most years, and Purdue is Purdue's record. Uh, you know they're sitting nine and six in the Big Ten. You know this is a nine nine-win team right now, should be 10, should be 11, could potentially be 12 or 13, but I'm not sure many would have thought that this team would get over 500 in the Big Ten, 
not there yet, but um, I, I wasn't sure. I thought if they finished 10 and 10 in the league, that it would be a good year, uh, based on who they had, who who was going to play for Purdue, but also uh, the league itself. And you know, Purdue got a lot of the uh, the better teams out of the way early. Uh, you know, and that's why they had you know some losing streaks and you know when you're playing at Iowa at Rutgers at Illinois um, that's a tough stretch for anyone and you know I think if Purdue would get in that stretch right now you know I think they would they would handle themselves well and not that they didn't in the first during the first round but I think they would be in a much better position um to, 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 to play with those teams at this point and you know probably going to see one or two of those teams in the Big Ten tournament uh, so now we'll get a better gauge of kind of where they're at but anyway Purdue a winner tonight 75-65 nice game for Travion Jaden Ivey as we talked about his sequence that he had uh, just continues to uh, showcase uh, what kind of special player he's going to be at Purdue uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think everyone agrees that that's going to happen. Uh, but a, a good game for Merrick Hunter from an offensive standpoint. Seems to be looking for his shot a little bit more. Uh, they need him to kind of round into that into that form uh, of being a scorer and, you know, getting this offense, uh, you know, to a situation where it's pretty well balanced. And, you know, as, as I mentioned earlier, I think the three-point shots – will eventually fall. They're going to fall uh, at some point. Uh, but, you know, three-point shots come and go. They're just, it's not a, it's just not a consistent, it never really has been a consistent area for a lot of teams. Uh, but Purdue's going to need some three-point shooting uh, at some point as we end the regular season, but also as you get into postseason play. They're going to need some of that three-point shooting uh, to to be able to stay alive in the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament. Well, we're going to wrap it up uh, on the on the road home. Uh, road's much better, much more passable uh, tonight than last night, and also uh, after the Minnesota game a few weeks ago. Excuse me, uh, but Purdue back in action Saturday at Nebraska. Um, game they, they need to win. Spring football starts on Friday. Uh, all practices are closed, so we will not be having eyeballs on what's going on. We'll have to rely and trust the word of the coaches and the players of what's going on, and I'm sure they will be as forthcoming uh, as they always are as far as you know what, what's the new defense, how are the new coaches interacting with the players, so on and so forth. So, yeah, a bevy of information with football probably is on the way uh, starting this week. I kid because I, I want to. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, basketball back in action on uh, Saturday in Nebraska, and then we'll be back another podcast uh, after that. Plenty of stuff at jconline.com. Uh, if you want to read about uh, basketball, football, uh, and other things, um, but anyway, you can head there for for uh, for more information on what's going on uh, right now. Appreciate you stopping by, and uh, have a good day.